What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to BV Nation Radio right here on Backwoods Veterans Media Entertainment. On tonight's episode, we get caught up in our week in review, talk about some great Memorial Day locations and cookout recipes in the great outdoors, dummy of the week, and more. Stay tuned. BV Nation Radio is starting now. time for another episode of BV Nation Radio right here on Backwoods Veterans Media Entertainment. Live from the Cowboy Technology Studios here in Oregon City, Oregon, I am your host J-Dub here on BV Nation Radio and join with me as always is our producer and co-host, the good old high-tech redneck, Josh. What's going on, brother? Good evening, brother. How you doing? Oh, not too bad. So anyhow, guys, be sure to head over and check out our website over there at BackwoodsVets.com for all our shows and services, and as well as our uh, fundraising raffle that we have going on, benefiting our friends over at the Fallen Outdoors. Got that Vortex Impact 850 rangefinder donated by our friends over there at Vortex Optics, and tickets for that are $10 a piece over on our website, $200 value. And we'll be doing the drawing live here on BV Nation Radio Sunday, June 27th. So, so yeah, go so I got get your tickets. You. I have a question for you. What's up? So you know how when we uh, build the rifles and stuff like that, we take them out, we do a proof shoot, right? Yeah. Can we do like a proof sighting <laughs> with the rangefinders? I mean, maybe, possibly. <laughs> You know, put the batteries in it, make sure that it's all working like it should and everything else. Do a demo. That's what I'm saying. Essentially. That's I mean, what I'm saying. We, we could do a demo video. Right. So, and put it back in the box when we're done and everything else. Maybe put a little card or something in there and maybe throw a little, you know, throw a patch or something in there in the box or something hey, with it. You never know. Hey, you know, it's it's an idea. Throwing it out there. So, anyhow, guys, yeah, be sure to head over to our website of backwoodsvets.com and check that stuff out. So, high tech. What is going on, brother? It has been uh, kind of a crazy week around these parts, man. Yeah, you know, Friday was a little uh, a little exciting here around town. <laughs> yeah, you can say that. Yeah, we had uh, we had lots of lots of good patriots show up to do the uh, flag wave that they uh, do every Friday over there at uh, two thirteen in, in Beaver Creek Road, and uh, the. Uh, the outcasts that tried to come into town uh, were promptly rejected. You mean so. Anquifa? I mean Antifa? Um, whoever they were. You're right. Whoever the opposite was. We'll put it that way. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was, uh, yeah. So it was a good, good deal. It's a good deal. So other than that, uh, just been trying to get the, uh, the trader all ready to... Head out yes. for next weekend for our uh, little uh, BVVIP camp out. Uh, camp out. So that'll be uh, that'll be a good deal. And other than that, oh, I did have a, uh, a barbecue over at the folks' place yesterday. How was I, that? I the whole family. Uh, it was good. It was good. I I showed uh, 
showed them actually how to cook uh, a tri-tip <laughs> on the smoker. Grill marks, bud. Uh, yeah. Well, we, we, we did it on the smoker. <laughs> oh, and, okay. Uh, I'll tell you, it, just, it, it comes out so wonderful. For some weird reason, though, they cook faster than I think they're going to, which is usually the opposite way things go for me. Usually everything cooks slower than I'm expecting it to. That's, that's fair. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so I actually had to turn the temp down uh, midway through. I'm like, dang, this thing's going to be done in like two hours. I'm not ready for dinner yet. So <laughs> right. You're turn like, it back down. Like, wait a second. This, this isn't going as planned. Yeah. Which is funny because if you're cooking it in a smoker, you would think it would actually be slower or supposed to go slower. That way you gradually bring the temperature up. Mm-hmm. You know, not like you're putting on a grill where you set your temperature first and then you put, you know, you slap your meat on it and everything else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can see what I did there. Uh huh. (coughs) But you know what I mean, though? I mean, it's it's supposed to be, that's why they call it slow cooking. Yes. So for it to actually go quicker, it's kind of like, you sure you didn't just broil it? (laughs) Well, so the the funny thing is, is that my brother has been cooking these uh, for, uh, for quite a while. But he has never actually, you know, actually slow cooked them. Mm-hmm. He usually cranks the thing up to 375 and gets them done in 45 minutes. And I'm more of the idea, well, if I'm using a Traeger, then I might as well use it for the purpose it's there for. Right. And, uh, you know, so I, I throw it out there at uh, 225, actually put uh, two tri-tips on there and uh, added it at 225 and, and ended up having to pop it down to 180 to kind of mellow it down just a little bit from cooking so fast and right and uh so i think maybe next time what i'll do is i might um i don't know it it, it tasted pretty good I'm, i but i'm thinking maybe what i'll do is i will start it out at 180 and then like halfway through uh you know kick up the temp there you go see what happens so you know gotta gotta play with it but by god yeah buddy so uh yeah what's uh What's going on with you, brother? Not a whole lot, man. Like you said, you know, you talk about the the Patriot Rally that took place here in Oregon City here on Friday. That was uh, an interesting turn of events, to say the least. Because I mean, do they had freaking? I mean, there was a lot of groups that were there. I mean, there wasn't just one. Yes, Proud Boys did show up. They were there. Some Patriot Pair folks were there, but there was also a lot of uh, you know back to blue groups and you know things like that. And a whole lot of just good red, white, and blue blooded Americans that were there on site. Dude, they had freaking, freaking, uh, they had the pop ups up. They had grills going. They were cooking food out there. They had the big, fl- the big, uh, American flag with the stage there. I mean, it was, you know, a pretty good event and was, uh, actually driving back here. Well, I was on my way here to studio going past the college there and of mm-hmm. course campus cops as well as a lot of local law enforcement agencies they had the campus completely closed off in the staters yeah in the staters because antifa said hey we're they put out ahead time yeah we're going to meet here at the college and then we're going to go up to where they're doing this rally at wow. okay that that's brilliant apparently those guys over there never heard of opsec yeah at apparently. all at all. I swear to God, they are the worst at OPSEC. Carl uh, joined us, and uh, Mickey's in here as well. Carl says, uh, my brother's keeper was the cook. Very nice. Very nice. Well, dude, it was, I mean, yeah, it was. <laughs> it smelled good. I didn't get a chance to eat anything. I was too busy running around taking pictures and taking footage of stuff that was going on. Mm. Uh, and it was funny because after about a half hour getting there, it's like, half to two thirds of the group that was there just started working its way back southbound on highway two thirteen. Yeah. Well, over in OC Point, the strip mall about half mile down the road mm-hmm. from Berry Hill Shopping Center where the Patriot group was going on, there was like thirty, you know, thirty to forty guys from Antifa that were meeting up there over at OC Point and they started working their way back down. Yeah. Well, OC the the cops from OC freaking cut them off as well as some other law enforcement agencies that were there on site. They're like, no, no, they caught one of everything. They're like, no, dude, we that's not going to fly in this town or in this county. Yeah, this isn't Portland. This isn't Multnomah County. No, this is a completely different show out here. 
And why didn't they just give him Kate Brown's address? <laughs> we could only be so lucky. But they showed up and the cops kind of played, you know, they kind of intervened a little bit and they got in the middle. I mean, basically played Gandalf yeah. from Lord of the Rings where you could drop it a staff down. You shall not pass. And yeah, that was it. That was the end of the story. They got turned around. They ran home. Our buddy Cletus mm-hmm. well, actually stopped in there. He was getting something to eat at like five guys or something uh, right there in the same shopping center after they had all come back from all the law enforcement guys cutting them off and said, uh, no, you're not going to cause a disturbance here. And he caught pictures of them and a video clip of them all getting back in their cars and taking off and leaving. I think about, Carl, I think Carl just sent me a video. You haven't seen a video about the chief. Have you, uh, if you're talking about the shift supervisor from Oregon city that shut those guys down. Yes, I have seen that one. So I played the audio up for for uh, high tech here earlier. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. This is the one I heard the audio for. Yeah. Yep. So no, no, we're all about it. Bring in. He basically, yeah, that shift supervisor said, "Look, you know, you're. We're all about you guys being able to express your rights, but the crime's not gonna. It's not gonna fly. So if that's what you're here for, you might as well just bombinos on out now. And they did. They turned around. They freaking left town. So it's like, yeah, nice try, guys. Nice try. Not going to happen. So, and then yesterday was all about getting the motorhome ready, dude. <laughs> nice. Yesterday was all about getting the motorhome ready for, uh, for this coming weekend. So definitely, uh, definitely going to be interesting to see, you know, well, first off, getting ready to see everybody back up there, back at camp and everything else. So. Oh Yeah. It's going to be pretty cool. Looking yeah. forward to it. And Definitely got, looking forward to it. And we got the Dapper Sapper out there scouting for us. Oh, I know, and, right? And uh, making sure that uh, we're going to have a good spot to fit everybody and all that. So that's uh, always awesome to have a, a good buddy over on that side uh, to help us out. Yes, it certainly is. So going to be fun, man. Going to be fun. So that, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. A lot of cleaning. A lot of cleaning and prep work because. I bet. You, yeah, after after Pops freaking had that thing down on the coast for his elk for his elk hunt. Oh my god! Yeah, it was like two completely different messes. I mean, mm-hmm. Stefan and I pretty much had it all pretty well cleaned up and squared away when we got done with our with our elk hunt that we did. Yeah, over in you know just out of sisters, and then the old man takes it to the coast, and it's just oh Jesus, <laughs> oh my god. Well, it doesn't exactly help that he probably had Chief Dave in there a lot helping him out. Yeah, more than likely. <laughs> more than likely, you know. But. I mean, this is a Chief. What can we say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love those guys to death, but oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Carl says, yeah, you guys should have Malala the... Bro. Finish typing what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Should have should have Malala the next day. I think he means should have been in Malala the next day. Or should have seen or should have right. heard about or... We can't have a whole town. Should have... I mean, it'd be cool, but it doesn't quite bombed. work that way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we—is this just like make up your own words to? I don't I know. Say? I, mean, I don't know. It's Carl. We gotta give him a bad time. Exactly. But uh, uh, God bless it. So there was a lot of footage from that too, because those guys were talking about going down there, either that, either Friday night or Saturday, at the rally that they were doing there at the Four Corners there downtown Malala, yeah. or by the White Horse and the Sundowner and all that. It's like, oh, you guys. Are you are you Antifa guys really that not smart? Because if you go into that part of town with your noise and everything, you're going to have a bad day. Well, it's been done before. <laughs> they uh, they went out on um, this was you know, a couple years ago or whatever, but they went out on was it Center Street or Grange Street there in Malala, and uh, they were protesting on one side. You know the 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 other side, and mm-hmm. then you had all the the Patriot, you know, two A guys and all that on the opposite side <laughs> of the road, and uh, every, you know everybody minded their you know themselves and whatnot, but uh, <clears throat> definitely interesting to see out there. That's for sure. 
Uh, yeah, I would imagine probably so. So, but other than that, man, yeah. <clears throat> oh, I got a generator fixed too. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Finally fixed my generator. You finally, <laughs> finally, that thing, dude. It was just like uh, it's been sitting on the deck since we got back from Elka and just have not had a chance to work on it. Got in a Six new carburetor. Later. I got a new carburetor kit in for it and everything else. And Pops and I went out to check it out, and it was event line. That was it. That'll happen. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That will happen. That will happen. So anyhow, enough about that. We got a lot of other stuff to get to here in tonight's program. So, DP? What? DP? What about it? Oh. She is checking in. Hi I had to throw you off. There. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm Good not even evening. looking at the comments right now. Good I know. Evening, shame on me. Shame on me. So anyhow. Hi Annie. Welcome back. Hey, she she changed her name to literally just Annie. I know. It's weird. Lame. She, is she okay? She, she did that a couple weeks ago. She doing all right. I'm really beginning to wonder. Well, I mean, you know. Yeah. She, yeah. she works with you. She doesn't work with me. Not anymore. She's in a completely different right. department now. I forgot now. She's in a different department. Yeah. She's actually probably like your boss now or something. No. She's going to be your boss one day. No, she's not. I bet you she will. I bet you she won't. Okay. How much are we betting? She freaking better not. I swear to God. <laughs> Love her to death, but no. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, yeah, she's, she's, a, she's an up-and-comer, buddy. I bet you she'd do it. Mm, we'll see what happens. She's in a completely depart- different department from uh, where I'm at now. Yeah, well, she transferred from said department to other departments. So, yeah. You know. Uh, I'm not saying you didn't, but anyhow. <laughs> you don't work with me. Gosh, not anymore. Friggin' abandon me. How dare you? Anyhow. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> We need that. We need that cell bite. You are just terrible today. Yeah, I know, right? That's just how it is. So, anyhow, moving things right along. We got some outdoor stuff that we got to talk about this week, and uh, you know, as if you guys hadn't gathered, yeah, from talking about camping and things like that, we're not gonna be here next weekend. So, yeah, no, no BB Nation next weekend. Why? Because we're gonna be out in the great outdoors. But uh, speaking of the great outdoors, some a little local first. And, uh, yeah, apparently Fish and Wildlife here the other day. (laughs) I know you did, Annie. It's fine. Just got to give you bedtime. Uh, Apparently they released, uh, and why I say they, excuse me, I'm talking about Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife, the 2021 Big Game Draw Seed Numbers. For those of you that don't know what that means, it's basically uh, at... You go ahead, you put in your applications for your control tags, and this is one of the great, and I use the word great sarcastically, in their infinite wisdom of government, making things more complicated than what it needs to be. It seriously is. So, no. Oh, no, it's a really, really simple program. <laughs> it's super simple. Really easy to understand. Mind you, in the... 30, almost 30 years I've been hunting, I actually didn't understand it until you put this up here. (laughs) Until we actually started talking about it, which is funny because the system never used to be this complicated. Never used to be. So basically what it is now is that now you put in as a group, you know, a group or an individual or whatever, every year that you apply for a tag, if you don't wind up getting a tag, you get a preference point. Well, what the state of Oregon has now decided to do is that now they have a quote-unquote application number that they assign to your group or to you as an individual or whatever, and they assign those numbers 
after the first on either first or second of June, and then they go ahead and then they do the draw. They draw out the first seventy five percent of the tags for the controlled tags by preference points, and then they do what they call a uh, seed number table. And it's one for each series where you have your buck deer, your elk antler list deer, uh, bighorn sheep, antelope, uh, mountain goat, and then, of course, your premium hunts for, mountain, yeah. Mountain cougars? Yeah, mountain cougars, fighting goats, uh, you know, humping bears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Got to throw those in there, too. So, anyhow, and they released that table uh, here yesterday, or excuse me, on Friday is when they released those uh, those numbers. So what they do, the first or second, your application gets a number, and then wherever, however close your number is, your application number is to that table or a particular number in that table, then that will determine whether or not you get a tag. It's really, it's a mess. It really is for the last 25%. It's pretty much a roll of the dice, basically, (laughs) anymore. You know, where it used to be just the nuggets. Yeah, where it used to be just okay, here is here's the amount of points that you have. Here's the amount of takes we're giving out. If you have this many points, this is your chance of being able to draw a tag. And so forth and so forth for all these different uh controlled hunts that they do. Now they might as well just you know, it, it's almost like a bad uh Drew Carey joke. Welcome to Oregon where you know, where the tags don't matter and the, right. and the limit's all there is. Well, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. I understand what they're doing, but it could be a whole lot less complicated. You know, I, I don't know what advantage this system has other than when they take the the 75% of the tags and they put them on first draw and they say, here you go, mm-hmm. then it still gives that extra 25% or that 25% of those tags to still be drawn by somebody else who you know, wasn't as fortunate, right? So I get it. I understand that portion of it, but God, what a messed up system. And it's funny because I actually found a site where somebody answers this question. And the question was, what keeps ODFW from rerunning the draw over and over until they get the draw results they want? In other words, you know, where they got the full 100% of stuff drawn out. Uh, the answer for this was, in order for the draw to produce different results each time it's run, it would need to use a random number generator. The draw doesn't use a random number generator. In fact, the draw isn't a draw at all. Running it over and over will produce exactly the same results each and every time. So to fully understand this, one needs to understand a little about how the draw works. When you submit an application... Your application is given a 10-digit random number. This really is a random number, but at this point, there is no way to know if it will be a good random number or a bad one. After the application deadline is passed, the ODFW has a ceremony, well, quote-unquote, a ceremony where the public performs a blind draw of 10 random digits for each of the hunt series. Uh, yeah, it's not really. However, it is a blind draw and it is a public event. So you can see for itself, the person drawing the numbered ship cannot see what they are picking. The purpose for this event is twofold. First, it provides proof to the public that the 10 digit seed number truly is random. The second purpose is to publicly disclose a number at the time of creation. It cannot be changed. The moment the number picks the 10 digit number, the draw is over. All that happens after this is the bookkeeping. So, and that's how they come up with these tables per se. So as long as you're, you know, if you're, if your application number ends with, you know, a number six as a prime example, and it just so happens to be there at that point, well, guess what? Then you're, you're looking at probably getting that tag and so forth and so forth. So that's if you applied for it. So that's, uh. That's pretty much how that goes. So right now it's now we're just in a waiting game till the first of the month when they release the application numbers. Yeah. Uh, for everybody that put in for controlled hunts. And then I guess you can kind of go back to the table and kind of get an idea of where you're going to land. If that is the case. Sure. So, so the interesting uh, 
thing too with this whole system is, is it takes into account the whole resident non resident status as right. well, right? So if you have a uh, a small hunt and there's less than forty tags being issued, mm-hmm. there's only one non resident tag that's going to be in that right maximum. Yep. So if you have a party with two non residents, somebody's not. Neither of them are getting a tag. None of them will get the tag. Correct. Nobody will get the tag, regardless of whether you're a resident, non-resident, if you're partied up with two people out of state. Yep. So I, I understand a bit of how that, you know, why they do that. It just still seems really weird. It is. I mean, this is <laughs> complicated. This system so bad. I mean, I understand they're trying to make it easier, but they just keep complicating it more and more and more. And I know there's a lot of other states that are out there that have it a lot simpler, but there's also some out there to where their shit's way more complicated than this. And it's sad to say it really is. So, uh, Oh, sorry. I was just, uh, reading comments. (laughs) Anyway. So, yeah, so that's what's going on there. So more info on that. Matter of fact, what match will probably be talking about that a little bit more, uh, after, we come back from Memorial Day. Yeah, more than likely. We'll because have, then we'll, we'll have, have those numbers Yep, and be able to go from there, which is good news for us, too, because that'll give us a little bit of a better idea what our odds are as far as drawing tags and everything else are, too, for our group. Yep, more than likely. Yeah. More than likely. So, which, yeah, we've already pretty much got narrowed down. If we are going to draw some, I think we probably got figured out down about maybe three tags. Yeah. So three potential out of the bunch that we put in for. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So anyhow, so enough about that one. Moving things around along. So as we had talked about, uh, we're going to go ahead and kind of kick off our Memorial Day celebration, per se, or remembrance, however you want to call it, because, you know, we're not going to be here next weekend for one, and because next weekend is Memorial Day weekend. And we know a lot of you folks are actually going to be going out and having your own celebrations. Yes. You're like, yes. 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 Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. It is going to happen one way or another. So we actually have a list, and this is brought to you by – our list is actually brought to us by our friends over at punchbowl.com. And these guys actually put up a list of five popular Memorial Day celebrations. And I'm actually kind of upset that none of these are on the West Coast. These are all on the East Coast. Go figure. Figures. I know, right? But first one is the uh, National Memorial Day Parade that they do out of Washington, D.C. The annual parade in our nation's capital draws over 250,000 spectators and features marching bands, parade floats, youth groups, as well as hundreds of veterans from World War II throughout Operation Iraqi Freedom. So that's, that's pretty good. That's a good one. You'll go check out some like that. Uh, next one is Little Nick or Little Neck Douglaston Memorial Day Parade, and that's in Little Neck Douglaston, New York. Uh, this annual parade is billed as one of the largest Memorial Day parades in the country, with nearly ten thousand people marching in the parade. The sidewalks along the route are filled every year. Make sure to get there early to get a great spot and watch the festivities. Chicago's Memorial Day Parade in good old Chi Town. One of the largest parades of its kind, Chicago's Memorial Day Parade begins with a wreath-laying ceremony at the Eternal Flame on Daly Plaza. The parade itself features marching bands, veterans groups, and more. Next one, Stefan's actually told us about this one. Yes. Fleet Week in New York, New York. <laughs> Celebration of the Sea Services, Navy uh, Marine Corps. Se- se- yeah, Seaman Services. <laughs> right. So Navy Marine Corps and Coast Guard. That has been held every year since 1984. Fleet Week includes a parade of ships, ship tours, air and water displays, and, of course, water sports. Go figure. I mean, this is... (laughs) Uh, And the opportunity for the public to meet the men and women who serve in those military branches. In other words, the women and the women. Uh, The highlight of the (laughs) week is a ceremony on Memorial Day that includes a wreath-laying three-volley salute unfurling of a 100-foot American flag and military flyover. That's pretty neat. That is pretty neat. It was a virtual 
Fleet Week last year. Oh, was it? It was a virtual Fleet Week. Oh, that you know, doesn't, surprise, yeah. doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So that kind of reminds me, too, because you know what else is canceled this year? Fleet Week here. Damn it. For the Rose Festival. Two years in a row. Yeah. And now you probably want to like come over here and kick my ass because you know I said no to doing that on board ship. Yeah, you want to know something? Actually, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you get through this, and then I've got a uh, kind of an update uh, about the independence. Okay. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And then last one on this list, uh, Myrtle Beach May or Myrtle Beach May Fest, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Myrtle Beach has a bunch of activities planned to celebrate Memorial Day, including the Memorial Day weekend parade. Additional highlights include free military concerts and parachute jump shows. Uh, if you plan to attend Memorial Day parade in your area, want to get friends and family together for a cookout, rally your troops uh, with a Memorial Day invitation and enjoy the long weekend. End of that article. Oh, and by the way, there is one very important one that did not make this list. <clears throat> Go on. And we, we started it a couple of years ago. Go on. Yeah, it's called Guitars for Stars. Yeah. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, well, it's because we only got to do one. It still doesn't matter. That's why it did make the list. If That's we would have done two, it would have made the it list. It definitely would have made the list. would have made the list. Number one. Number one. Numero uno. We know we're number one. Hell yeah. People tell us all the time. <laughs> Whether it's with the index or the middle finger, either way, there that's one go. finger, number one, baby. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, high tech, as you were saying, update on the independence. Yes. So, um, I don't know if you uh, heard this or not, but uh, the Navy is going to be decommissioning the LCSs. Really? Yep. The Freedom and Independence are both being decommissioned later this year. Oh, no. Yep. yep. So they decided that um, Why? What, what they built them for, which was you know essentially fighting pirates, more or well, less. Well, they're a logistic support vessel. No. Yeah. Well, yes, but they are, they're also a uh, fast-moving, uh, fast-maneuvering combat ship. So, Fair. So the cost of the ships and of maintaining the ships mm-hmm. is actually higher than if they just go build new ships in different versions of and what they actually need now. While we really liked, you know, seeing that the um, you know the different modular you know deals to those ships and all that kind of yeah. stuff, like I mean, it was that was pretty. That awesome was a to look fucking at. badass ship, dude. Uh, but yeah, no, it is. Uh, matter of fact, it's actually decommissioning on July thirty first. The oh man, and Freedom decommissions on September thirtieth. Weak sauce, dude. Yeah, yeah, because they say it's. Uh, let's see, do do do. It would cost about $2.5 billion to update the first four LCSs to the configuration of the other ships in the class. Really? Yep. We yep. Get, we'll send that money off to free. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. That's going to start going down a rabbit hole. Yep. But you get where I'm going with it. I, I We can send money to freaking Pakistan for gender studies, but we can't take our own equipment. Makes good sense to me. Right? So... Anyway, I uh, I wasn't sure if you were aware of that one or not. Had to be a liberal that came up with that idea. Mm. Just saying. Yeah, I don't know. 
Anyway. Anyhow, moving things right mm-hmm. along. Moving right along. By God. So anyhow, so we actually got, uh, so like we said, Memorial Day is coming up. And one of the biggest things that we do when we're out there, it doesn't matter if you're out at home, out on the back deck, if you're out in the woods, using an old fire pit. In the woods. In the woods. You got to make that your sound bite, dude. Just in the woods. I should. So as a matter of fact, go ahead. Get get your get your 10 seconds in there right quick. Go ahead. What? Oh, my God. I'm giving you 10 seconds of radio silence to do your voice. Oh, my God. So that way you can make your clip later. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, so, but like I said, you know, whether you're out and about, out in the field camping or whatever else, or if you're at home, Memorial Day weekend, everyone's cooking. Hey, what's in the bowl, bitch? Thank you, <laughs> Mr. Spider. <laughs> <laughs> so in this one, we have, so we we got a bunch of different recipes for you for helping make the perfect Memorial Day barbecue. And this is to kick off the summer with these perfect Memorial Day food ideas. So we hope that uh, you'll be able to take them and enjoy them. So this one, uh, holy crap. Well, then. You might just want to do the top five. Yeah. Because there's, <laughs> because there's 47. like 47 on here. But it's sad because it doesn't actually give you the recipes. It, it just it, shows you a picture. No, it does. Weak sauce. It, it, it does, but you got to click it. See the link? Yeah. Yeah. So this the first one they call is they call it bang bang corn. Finger bang bang. <laughs> bang bang bang. I knew that was gonna come in. So and that one is actually uh you know, they call it bang bang shrimp gets all the hype. Uh out okay, you can let go of my finger now. Fuck it hurts. Alrighty then. So that wasn't what I thought it was. No, no, it is not. So, but this one, you take, you know, a half cup of sweet chili sauce, three tablespoons melted butter, one tablespoon sriracha, two cloves of garlic, garlic finely minced, juice of two limes, kosher salt, fresh ground black pepper, six ears of corn, husk removed, naturally freshly chopped cilantro for a garnish. Uh, You make your butter in a medium bowl, mix together the chili sauce, butter, sriracha, garlic, and lime juice. Season with generously with S and P, slather butter. S&P's choice for me. By God, slather the <laughs> slather butter all over corn. Heat grill to medium high. Grill corn, turning and blasting the remaining bang bang butter occasionally until tender and charred. Ten to fifteen minutes. Garnish with cilantro and serve. And that actually looks really freaking good. You know, not in, gonna lie. In this list, they have grilled watermelon. You know what's funny? One of our listeners actually uh, was all about the watermelon here lately. And I'm not, I'm serious. When it comes to talk about cooking with watermelon. Okay. Really? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Wow. Well, you know. But anyway, so, um, (laughs) so actually what, uh, on that grilled watermelon, it's, uh, the directions here show heat the grill up uh, or grill pan to medium heat, medium bowl, whisk together lime juice and zest, honey, and olive oil. Ooh. Brush lime juice mixture all over the watermelon wedges and place on the grill. Cook until grill marks. Grill marks, bud. Grill mark. I was just going to say, <laughs> because the next one I got is for doing grilled pork chops. Yeah. So grill marks form and fruit softens slightly about two minutes per side. Sprinkle with mint and flaky sea salt and serve. I re- you putting sea salt on those guys? I saw you should just cue up that scene from Letter Kenny and just let it roll, dude. <laughs> I should, right? <laughs> I mean, because I mean, we keep talking about grill marks, bud. <laughs> so this way, I was talking about he's bringing that up grilled pork chops. Uh, and it's funny because in the picture, the caption is how gorgeous are those grill marks? <laughs> oh man. So anyhow, take quarter cup of honey, half cup, of low sodium soy sauce, two garlic cloves, minced, uh, red pepper flakes, and of course doing it with four boneless pork chops. 
Mix together honey, soy sauce, garlic, and red pepper flakes in a large bowl. Add pork chops and cover and refrigerate for at least 30 minutes or up to two hours. Heat grill over medium-high heat and cook until seared and cooked through. Eight minutes per side. Let rest five minutes before serving down the hatch. Uh-oh, here we go. Better believe it's a bird of beef. What you got there, top sirloins? Yeah, New York's a grain-fed. Three times the omega-3s and grass-fed. Bought and paid for. Well, you're going to want to mage it if they're top sirloins. Pump the brakes. Two things. One, now we'll let those sit for 10 to 15 minutes till the room temperature. Two, where's the salt and pepper, bud? Don't you fucking start. S&P, the choice for me. I paid a sea hair just shy of 20 for each of these sea suckers, and I will not be told how to cook them. You paid 20 a piece for bird of beef? Only bird of beef. Well, no guff, but I wouldn't pay 20 a piece for Japanese wagyu. Always bird of beef. Hard yes, but I wouldn't pay 20 a piece for Australian wagyu. Better want a ribeye if it's a wagyu. One inch thick top sirloin. Grill at 400. Four minutes aside, down the hatch. You are fucking up, bud. <laughs> not without the S&P. Those fine ranchers in Alberta would be a sea hair away from not sending it here if they knew you were sprinkling salt all over the sea suckers. You're a sea hair away from getting sea sucking socked, good buddy. Montreal steak spice really should be a part of this conversation. One inch thick top sirloin steak. Salt and pepper heavily. Grill at 400. Four minutes total. Flip each minute to get the good grill marks. Let sit for two minutes. Down the hatch. Flip twice. Grill marks, bud. Sacrilege. I will strike you. Blasphemy. Do you want to get striked? Finish the whole thing off with a real nice herbs and garlics, buddy. Don't fuck up my steak dinner, Derry. Any decent chef will tell you, you don't even want to let those things touch the grill. Make it drier and a fart. What you want to do, pan sear it both sides, finish her off in the ovens. Well, see, now that sounds like overhandling to me. You'd be overhandling them squirrely, Dan? Well, he'd be squirrely dandling. Oh, yeah, me and Gordon Ramsay are both morons. You want to what? <laughs> Meet halfway. All right, no S&P. Flip twice. Good. Rare to medium rare. Medium rare. <laughs> oh man love that. That, that that's probably the best grilling advice for steaks ever other than when he agreed to no s&p yeah no that that's sad that's very sad but you gotta have your s&p absolutely s&p is a choice for me absolutely just saying <laughs> so anyhow yeah, so hang on, go ahead, high tech. You got any more you want to talk about? Um, I mean, I mean, since you brought up, you know, the the watermelon, and <laughs> we talked about the pork chops, right? You know, I mean, of course, um, everyone's got their, you know, their personal favorites as far as the way that they do, you know, burgers and dogs it, and things like that. Yeah, but you know, some some different ideas. You know, doing a bacon wrapped hot dog, Ooh, right? There you go. Um, that's uh, that's one we do. Actually, you know, I'm thinking What's we up? might have to do bacon wrapped. Dogs, because I think uh, I think SG's bringing some uh, some dogs, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, and I I got some bacon. Ooh, here's a good one for you. Here a little bit farther down this list, Cheddar Bacon Ranch Corn. Cheddar Bob what? Yeah, all right, Cheddar Bob what? Yeah, Cheddar Bacon Ranch Corn. So this one is, of course, uh, one stick butter softened, one packet ranch seasoning, freshly ground black pepper. 10 years of corn, two cups shredded cheddar, six slice or slices cooked bacon, finely crumbled, uh, freshly chopped chives, ranch for drizzling, heat, uh, heat grilled, medium high, small bowl, stir together butter and ranch seasoning and season with pepper, rub ranch, uh, ranch butter on the corn. Grill until lightly charred, 10 minutes top with cheddar and cover grill to melt. Uh, two minutes top with cooked bacon and chives. And drizzle with ranch. So it's basically like you're just putting the fixings on the baked potato. And what are you doing over there now? Don't worry about what I'm doing. That that makes me worry. <laughs> you really shouldn't worry. Uh, I'm sure. So anyhow, so those are uh yeah, those are some good ideas for you guys in regards to uh Well, but there's something that you left out. What did I leave out? They've got the the best grilled peaches. Grilled peaches? Grilled peaches. Moving to the country. I'm going <laughs> to eat a lot of peaches. Yeah. Moving to the country. I'm going to eat me a lot of peaches. By God. Yeah, you got to have your peaches, man. Yeah, but I, I saw it on here. Best grilled peaches. Proof you can grill your entire meal. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, folks, check out delish.com. And uh, they've got a ton of... Ton of different recipes. 
Yes, they certainly do. And oh, and, and apparently DP likes grilled peaches. I mean, they're, they're peaches. True. I mean, you got to like peaches. So, anyhow. All righty. So, that'll do it for for this week's Outdoors. Yeah. So, since we got to go ahead and keep things rolling on along. And I actually have a, a special news update for you guys. So, high tech, hit it, good sir. Don't, uh, uh, there we go. Press release released uh, Friday by the Department of Defense. President Biden awards Medal of Honor to retired ranger for Korean War heroism. President Joe Biden presented the nation's highest military honor to retired Colonel Ralph Puckett Jr. Uh, for his actions as a first lieutenant and the 8th Army Ranger Company commander during the Korean conflict from November 25th and 26th of 1950. It's been seven decades since the battle on Hill 205, where Puckett led his 57 Rangers and Korean soldiers against six battalion-sized attacks, marking the start of the China's involvement in the Korean conflict against the United States and UN forces. The company dealt with freezing weather conditions without proper cold weather gear, Food, ammunition, and supplies were also limited as supply lines struggled to keep up with the Army's advance. Their intelligence briefing indicated that there were 25,000 Chinese troops in the area, uh, President Biden said. Puckett believed in the fundamentals. It was how he trained his men and how he had handpicked them, chosen from the ranks of cooks, clerks, and mechanics to become the first ranger company since World War II. Outnumbered nearly 10 to 1, Puckett directed his company and waves of artillery support through the constant barrage of heavy enemy small arms and mortar fire. He continually exposed himself to enemy fire as he maneuvered out of his foxhole to scan his defense perimeter and motivate his soldiers. Puckett was... Hey, Charlie, <laughs> calm down, Charlie. Puckett was injured three times throughout the attack. A mortar attack severely injured him during the final Chinese assault as the enemy overrun Hill 205. He ordered his rangers to leave him behind and withdraw. Puckett watched as three Chinese fighters drew closer, bayoneting and shooting the wounded, disobeying their commander's orders. Two of his rangers charged and killed the three enemies and pulled their commander out of harm's way. They did not hold the hill, but the rangers extracted a high price, President Biden said. The Korean conflict is sometimes called the Forgotten War. Those men who were there under First Lieutenant Puckett's command will never forget his bravery. They will never forget that he was right by their side throughout every minute of it. As he reached the base of the hill, Puckett requested a final white phosphorus incendiary munition attack at the top of the hill of, or excuse me, of Hill 205 to secure their egress. After more than a decade of effort, I'm incredibly proud to give Colonel Ralph Puckett's act of valor the full recognition he always deserved, President Biden said. Puckett was offered a, mel a medical discharge after the Korean conflict, but he refused. He endured a long recovery, which also led to a chance encounter with Jeannie, or with Jeannie, the lady who would become his lifelong wife as she visited him in the hospital on Fort Benning, Georgia, with a close friend. The two married nearly two years later. It's not just the person who wears the uniform who serves, Biden uh, said as he addressed Jeannie. In the audience, military families make enormous sacrifices for our nation, so let me add our thanks to you and your life of service as well. Puckett was initially awarded the Distinguished Service Cross for his actions on Hill 205 in 1951. He served in Vietnam in 1967 where he received a second Distinguished Service Cross for his efforts. Throughout his career, he received two Silver Stars, two Legions of Merit, two Bronze Stars with V Device for Valor, five Purple Hearts, ten Air Medals, the Army Commendation Medal, the World War II Victory Medal, among others. After retiring from the Army in 1971, he moved to Columbus, Georgia, and continued to serve in different capacities. In 1992, he was selected as an inaugural inductee into the U.S. Army Ranger Hall of Fame. He also provided a wealth of experience to the 75th Ranger Regiment as the regiment's first honorary colonel starting in 1996. What was supposed to be a conditional two-year term lasted until 2006. Wow. South Korean President Moon Jae-in, attended the ceremony to pay his respects to Puckett, his family, and the 8th Army Ranger Company. I find it truly meaningful to join the Medal of Honor presentation ceremony for Ralph Colonel, or Colonel Ralph Puckett Jr., 
Moon said, adding that it was a great honor to be invited to the ceremony as a first foreign leader to participate in an event. Colonel Puckett is a true hero of the Korean War, Moon said. Without the sacrifice of veterans, including Colonel Puckett and the 8th, 8th Army Ranger Company, freedom and democracy we enjoy today could have blossomed in Korea. From the ashes of the Korean War, we came back, and that was thanks to the war veterans who fought for Korea's peace and freedom, Moon added. The Republic of Korea and the U.S. alliance was forged in blood from heroes has become a linchpin of peace and prosperity on the Korean Peninsula and beyond. Colonel Puckett and his fellow warriors are a link that thoroughly binds Korea and the U.S. together. Puckett's wife, kids, and grandkids, along with retired Lieutenant Colonel John Locke, a military historian that pushed for the Medal of Honor upgrade, were in attendance. Also joining them was retired Master Sergeant Merle Simpson, a former technical sergeant and heavy weapons squad leader that fought in the battle. Whew, this was a lot longer article than I thought it was. So, you know, and that is the that is the article. So, so he's a first lieutenant. What? That that was his rank when he was there. Yeah, he was a first lieutenant. Yeah, and he actually found his way in and out. <laughs> well, see, that's why he was a first lieutenant, not a second lieutenant. Gotcha. See, there you go. Because he, he could actually read a map. <laughs> 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 Well, he must have been able to remap because he made it to Colonel. So, oh, by God, that's what happens when you have good NCOs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you start to get lost. You're like, Just give me the map, sir. Uh, we'll, we'll get us out of here. Yeah, that's that's pretty damn awesome, man. I, I'm I'm really glad to see. I mean, it it sucks that they haven't done this stuff sooner in people's lives, um, but you know, it's uh, it's good that it's finally coming around. And what's crazy is that it, this is a Korean War veteran that's receiving this because it's something that you don't hear of very often. You hear a lot of guys from like Vietnam, World War II, uh, you know, Afghanistan, uh, even a few coming out of Iraq, but you never, you don't hardly ever hear of guys coming out of Korea earning that medal. Yeah. So I'm not saying that they don't. I'm just saying they, you know, they're fewer and far between. So now there's but, no there's no relation. Do you you think of uh, of Pete being over in Korea now, and now this guy's getting a getting a medal of honor? <laughs> do you think maybe, you know, maybe Pete threatened to put the brown round back on, and who knows, man? Who knows? It could be. <laughs> Finally, put a boot up somebody's backside. There you go. Well, apparently, they've been working at it for the last ten years to try and get this guy oh. get his medal upgraded. Oh, well, so that that throws out my my idea. Throws out your theory. Yeah, I know, right? So. Anyhow, congrats to him. So, anyhow, that is uh, your news update for this week. So, moving things right on along, I think it's time. Don't you think it's time? Um, I think it's time for our next segment known as Dummy of the Week. Hit it, I'll spell it for you. D-U-M-M-Y. Shut up, dummy. You big dummy. For every man, there's a woman. And for every dummy, there's a dummy. A dummy. And now, your dummy of the week on BV Nation Radio. All righty. So, hey, you, you remember last week's dummy, right? <laughs> yeah, the guy who uh, decided he was going to, you know, cruise around on autopilot in his Tesla. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, this week's dummy is brought to us by NBC News. Okay. And it's titled, Tesla on autopilot crashes into deputy's vehicle <laughs> in Washington State. Oh, no! <laughs> a Tesla vehicle on autopilot crashed into a parked Washington State deputy's patrol vehicle Saturday. There were no injuries, but there was significant damage to the Snohomish County Sheriff's Office vehicle, the department said in a statement. <laughs> autopilot is a Tesla system designed to assist drivers, but is not fully autonomous. The driver of the Tesla said he assumed the car would move over on its own, the state patrol said. The crash happened around 6.40 p.m. in Snohomish County, north of Seattle, and involved a 2015 Tesla Model S, according to the Washington State Patrol, which investigated the crash. The deputy was responding to a crashed vehicle and was parked on the shoulder with emergency lights on when the Tesla hit it, the sheriff's office said. This is a great reminder that vehicles may have autopilot to assist, 
but it cannot be relied upon to get you safely from one destination to the next. The sheriff's office said it on a statement on Facebook. The driver was issued a ticket. <laughs> An email to Tesla seeking comment was not immediately returned Monday night. The company said on its website that current autopilot features require active driver supervision and are intended only for fully attentive drivers with their hands on the wheel ready to take over at any time. There have been several crashes in which autopilot was involved, including a fatal wreck in Mountain View, California in 2018, which a model of Tesla X struck a concrete barrier. The NTSB in March 2020 blamed limitations of the autopilot system as well as a 38-year-old driver playing a video phone, ga- phone video game and inattentiveness. In 2019, a 50-year-old Tesla driver died after his Model 3 struck a tractor trailer in Delray Beach, Florida, while he was using autopilot. The NTSB found the system was a contributing factor of the crash. Uh, yeah. Again, we, we told you guys last week. So Don't, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, autopilot, autopilot is a great assist, but it does not make up for you being able to pay attention to the road, see what is going on around you. It just doesn't. No. It doesn't. So, yeah. Dummy! Yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Oh, my God. I mean, the, the whole Tesla craze with all this and, and the autopilot and all that kind of stuff, it's really starting to remind me of the uh, the uh, smug Priuses. <laughs> really starting to remind me of that it, it's starting episode. to get that way yeah it almost is almost but but yeah i mean it's like last week you know it, <laughs> when we were talking about the guy who got pulled over for just cruising around on autopilot down in california yeah i wonder if he's road tripping i mean <laughs> i mean it's california uh, yeah, up, I in, mean, up in washington snohomish up there right? you know that's that's just east of the seattle area True. North. North and east of the freaking Seattle area. It's going across freaking, what is, oh, no, that's Snoqualmie. Yeah. I'm thinking of uh, going over Snoqualmie Pass. Or that's there. south and east. Yeah. Either way, that's still up that way. Yeah. So. Yeah, Snoh- Snohomish is north. Yeah. It's kind so of, moral it's of the story kind of, is if you have a Tesla. It's kind of by Kirkland. Like Kirky Ale. Home of the, I was going to say home of the Kirky <laughs> Ale. But, you know, moral of the story is if you have a Tesla, don't solely rely on autopilot because, A, you'll probably get a ticket, and, B, you might wind up crashing into a cop car. Just saying. <laughs> Here's the thing. The cop is on the side of the road with his lights flashing, whatever else. Why wouldn't you slow down? Or pull over a lane. I mean, I don't know if it was on a highway or what. But, I mean, that's just, it's common sense of what you do. And it's law in most states now. So, yeah, I just don't know. I don't understand. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Dean, you did miss a whole hour. Because now, here we are at the end, buddy. Give your balls a tug, you Ted fucker. Yeah. Anyhow, so, all right, guys. Well, that uh, pretty much does it for us here on the show. So, high tech. What do you got, brother? Well, enjoy your guys. Uh, enjoy the uh, the three-day weekend that most everybody has. Um, it's going to be a great one. I know we're going to enjoy our uh, our trip up there in the mountains with uh, with all of the, the crew that's going up there. So, uh, everybody be safe and uh, make sure you get outdoors and Get off the couch and go do something. You know, the uh, corona is uh, is getting towards being behind us, and it's definitely time to be up off the couch. So, yes, uh, don't make J-Deb come over and kick you in the butt. I just want to party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, all right. Well, high tech. Appreciate it, brother. So, all right, guys, that does it for us here on the show. It's, uh, like I said, we will not be here on next Sunday because we'll be gone out of town enjoying our holiday weekend. Hopefully you guys will be as well. Uh, we will have an episode, uh, posting of rockabilly radio for Friday night. So be sure to tune in for that as well. That'll post at its normal time. So in the meantime, guys, 
I will talk to you guys uh, tomorrow night or there on Pop Stakes on the Facebook side of the house. So in the meantime, have a great weekend, everybody. Have a great week and have an awesome, awesome Memorial Day. We will talk to you guys next time. We gone. This has been another episode, episode of BB Nation Radio here on Backwoods Veterans Media. 